So we are talking money today. Uh, and so our openers, uh, you fill in the blank. For a million dollars, I would dot, dot, dot. For a hundred million though. For a hundred right. million, like. They, you know. I mean, for a hundred million listeners, we would show up in your town and, and do a show. and We would. Maybe two episodes. So. I would do that for a million dollars. <laughs> for a hundred million, we would move to your town and live. And <laughs> exactly. Do a, do a show. Right. <laughs> We would move in next door. <laughs> a million will get you the show. A hundred million, we'd be there. We'd yeah, we would there. Right. That's true. For, we would live there. For a million dollars, I would do a real world situation. Like would our no, but seriously, would our partners all agree? Like we will just pick up and move, no questions asked. For a hundred for a hundred million dollars? Yes. We, for a hundred million, we get new partners. What are you talking about? <laughs> Whoa! Wow. <laughs> Welcome to episode 127 of Pub Theology Live, a weekly conversation on life and faith over a craft brewed pint, a fine wine, or whatever happens to be in your glass. You can catch new episodes weekly as Shannon, Brian, and Ogan address and engage what's happening through a theological lens, and yes, with a good brew in hand. And you can show some love and support for us by becoming a supporter on Patreon. <laughs> Contributions start at $2 per month. Can't even get a cup of coffee for $2 a month. So, or $2 anywhere. So we would love for you to visit us at patreon.com slash ptlive and help show some support. Thank I you. I definitely spend way more than $2 a month on coffee. For sure. Definitely. There you go. You can join our conversation on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram using the hashtag ptlive. Follow us at Pub Theology on those platforms and check out video clips from the show on IGTV or watch us on YouTube for extra content. It's always entertaining. Absolutely. Is it, th is it though? Is it? Is it? <laughs> Don't doubt yourself, Ogan. I'm, I'm entertained. You're right. You're right. You're right. And I would be too if I watched it. Are you entertained? There you go. Today we talk... Humor, um, humor, is that right? No, no, nope. we're not. I'm going to start that kidding. over. All right. I don't, I don't know where that came from. Most humor. <laughs> so This is awesome. So let me, let me, okay, in, behind the week. scenes. I, I left a word in from last week. Last week. So right now the script reads, we talk humor in money, worry, and betrayal. I think <laughs> we can make that work. <laughs> All right, let me start that again. <laughs> Today we talk money worry and betrayal and i think we'll weave some humor in uh how does one balance simply yeah. living with trying to pay the bills maybe even save up for retirement uh, kids college funds things of that sort jesus tells us to look to the flowers and the birds and not to worry is that reasonable plus uh was judas right to want to give money to the poor instead of wasting perfume on jesus and did he get a good deal on his betrayal or not so is that, that going to be adjusted for inflation? What is 30 pieces of silver worth these days? Uh, yeah, we got we might have to do the maths. <laughs> right. Consult the experts. There you go. 
So, uh, welcome, friends. What are we drinking today? Um, I'm is it Easter yet? I'm still on my detox. <laughs> no, it is not thing. Easter yet. Come on, <laughs> this was a lot. I didn't even start at the beginning, and it's a lot longer than I thought it would be. Uh, Jesus so, needs um, to hurry up and rise from the dead so Ogan can drink some beer. Seriously. Exactly, exactly. Um, so, uh, just doing water again, and I'm also broadcasting from the uh, the office of Unity on the River this time instead of my home office. So, um, yeah, it's it's comfy. Got an armchair. Nice. I might do it this way every time. You're chill. <laughs> I am drinking a Flying Dog Bloodline Orange uh, Blood Orange Ale. Looks like this. It's got a cute little Dalmatian on it. Um, it is what brings us together as brethren of good beer is a bitterness that runs through our veins. What would typically make goosebumps rise and shed shivers, send shivers up our spine merely fuels our intensive love for the craft. Cast away your fears, embrace the fire, and join our flock. Whoa. It sounds like a recruitment poster for a pirate ship. Like, seriously. It is. You know, I think, I think Flying Dog Brewery is secretly a pirate ship. <laughs> Something. That's, there's a lot going on there. there and what's, what's the feminine version of brethren? Is it sistren? Yeah. <laughs> we, can, we, can, we can go with that brethren and sisterhood brothers and sisterhood sister. yeah. brethren join our brethren yeah it's a bit of a it's a bit of a sexist language thing going it on it is i know i'm surprised i'm surprised brian what yeah. you got yeah so today i am drinking a uh, juicy brute ale from shorts brewing uh, up in northern michigan there is no description on this but it's a, a brute style uh, which is kind of like a, a champagne style IPA, but a little juicy. So it's a little bit of that uh, New England IPA mixed in. Little, little juicy. So, you know. Flying Dog, by the way, is brewed in Frederick, Maryland, if you know, which is a surprising, it's a little town, um, but it's a surprisingly good beer town. Like, it's a really small town. Anyway. Flying Dog is top notch. I also have a glass from White Salmon, Washington, from the brewery, Drink Everybody's Beer, because it's really funny to have a glass that says Drink Everybody's Beer. Nice. There you go. So it's the brewery is called Everybody's Beer. So When I lived in Gaithersburg, there was a, a flying dog uh, restaurant, and they didn't have a You're brewery. thinking of Dogfish Head. There's a dogfish head I am? in Gaithersburg. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, good. Yeah, dogfish head is rude. Dogfish head. On my birthday dog. trip, we go to Dogfish Head in Delaware, but they have a restaurant in Gaithersburg. The flying dogs got them too. Oh, you know where there's a flying dog? In BWA Airport. That's what yes, I'm thinking. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. Yes. Okay. Got but got the restaurant them. in Gaithersburg uh, is a good one. It is. Got all my got my dogs confused. Well, now that we have that settled. That's a lot there of There we dogs. go. A lot of dogs. So we are talking money today, uh, and so our openers, uh, you fill in the blank. For a million dollars, I would dot, 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 or I wouldn't dot, 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 for a million dollars. Um, for a million dollars, I would maybe actually have some retirement money. That's, okay. That's, for a million dollars, I would pay my bills. <laughs> No, 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 no. but yeah, that's what you would do with the million dollars. This is more like what stunt or what crazy thing would you do? Oh, with what would I do uh, for a million dollars? For what would you do with, with it? it? 
We're not the bare naked ladies here then. We're not like, okay. I'd be rich if I had a million dollars. Um, or am I, am I using the phrase wrong? No, no, no. What would no, you no. do for a million dollars? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, huh. Well, now I got to rethink it because I was answering it the wrong way before. Um, I think, I think unless it required me to harm someone Mm-hmm. Or or suffer anything above uh you know pain level four on a scale of one to ten. I'd do anything. <laughs> so there's that. What was that show? Fear Factor, where yeah. they like made you eat crazy things or yeah, touch. right, right, yeah, in a box Which, with like, snakes or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like for a million dollars, I think I could put up with a lot of that. Right, like yes, right. You know, there's there's an element of that. Um, oh, specifically though, like. So I, I would, I, I am like, you know, like, would okay. you eat a dead mouse that's been sitting in the kitchen floor for four days? That <laughs> depends. Wait, it depends. Hang on. It depends on, it depends on level of decay. Now, if this is in my house in the dead of winter, because the kitchen stays really cold, it might be rock solid. It might, there's not going to be a lot of decay there. So I might do that. But if it's like dead of summer and it's all human and nothing is like there's maggots and stuff. Yeah, I might not do oh. Oh my word. But a million dollars, Shannon. See, and that's the problem because like all the stress that would be relieved with having like, you know, just, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like for a hundred million, for a hundred million, I'd eat the maggots. I'd eat the whole thing. For a hundred million. Yeah. You got that right. Oh yeah. Like I, you know, what? Yeah. I I mean, even uh, for a million, I think, I, I, I mean, no, I have I to tell my kids, like, sorry, kids, I couldn't do it. Right. What am I going to do? Like, continue to struggle all my life and been like, I could have helped so many people if I can just I, Can I use barbecue else. sauce or can I, you know. I was going to say, can I sauce it up? Can yes. I? So there's that scene, uh, Game of Thrones is coming out this Sunday. It's yes. Nice. Y'all watch it. Um, yes. So there's that scene when the Khaleesi has to eat the, like, um, raw horse heart. Yes. Yep. Like, oh. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, oh, what? Is See, that—that's nothing. Like, I can do that before I eat a dead mouse off the kitchen yeah, floor. Yeah, that feels but, less gross to me. I agree. No, heart is like a, a it's muscle. It's it's like meat, yeah. raw meat. You See, know. I, mean, I was actually gonna say, like, besides hurting people, like eating disgusting things, I may not be able to do that for a million dollars. Like, I may. You may, that just may have be... to draw the line. Yeah, I mean, but you know. Um, like what was the then there's like the movie like indecent proposal movie right like right like there's that whole aspect of uh woody harrelson and demi moore and um who is the rich guy that robert redford robert redford that you know i'll give you a million dollars if i can have one night with your wife right you know and they you know had to make a decision and like what do you do you know whatever anyway and for a hundred million though for a hundred right. million, like, they, oh, gonna be them. like, you can throw me in too. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> What's that cut? We all, we all, we all got standards somewhere. You know? I mean, for a hundred million listeners, we would show up in your town and and do a show, and we would maybe two episodes. So. I would do that for a million dollars. A <laughs> hundred million, we would move to your town and live. And <laughs> exactly. Do a, do a show. Right. <laughs> We would move in next door. <laughs> a million will get you the show. A hundred million, we'd be there. We'd yeah, we would there. Right. That's true. For, we would live there. For a million dollars, I would do a real world situation. Like, 
Would our now, but seriously, would our partners all agree? Like, we will just pick up and move, no questions asked. For a hundred million dollars, yes. We, for a hundred million, we get new partners. What are you talking about? <laughs> Whoa! Wow! For a hundred million dollars, wow. that we would be like, let's pick up, let's move. You can travel anywhere you want. You never have exactly. to work again. If you want to see your parents, you hop on a, your private jet and go see them. Like. Oh for a hundred million, you keep the old house. You can go visit it anytime you want. I right. think we're making like, this work. I think I we could do it. You know, if you really want us to live apart, like, okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, but a million dollars. I mean, this is the problem, right? There was a time. I, I, hang on. I need to go on the record and just say I was kidding about the get a new partner for a hundred million. Sure, of course. I, 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 you know. No, you, hey, you got to say we these love, things. We love you, Sarah. Say <laughs> Doesn't matter what we think, Shannon. <laughs> I, exactly. So I get myself in trouble every time. Every time. Okay. I don't know. Like, so you're also assuming she listens to this, so you know. That's, good yeah. <laughs> Just in case, you gotta cover all okay. the bases. All right. All, all the bases. I mean, so I do have to take. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would love a million dollars, and and I would also love to do a lot of really interesting, cool things with it, right? Like yes. I could fund kinds of ministries. I could help people out. I could, you know, all the good. Yep. That, could come with that but i i will also say you know i think one of the reasons why we keep skipping to this hundred million dollars thing is because in this world a million we know like a million dollars doesn't actually go as far as we need it to not what it used it to ain't, it like ain't not nothing. anymore nope and i mean i i used to i realized that i've hit that point in the life my life where like if i get a thousand dollars I'm like, oh my God, that's so much money. And then it's gone. Like, it's just like, yeah, I paid a bill. Like, right. <laughs> and it's still not enough. Right? right. Like, so I have to make that adjustment, even though a million is like so much money and there's so much I could do with it. It's like, it would make my life so much easier in terms of stress, financial stress. Yeah. Are you are you are you guys the kind of people who won't play the lottery unless it's like you know four hundred fifty million? I don't play because, it at all. Because one hundred and fifty isn't enough. No, I listen. I grew up with parents that played the lottery twice a week, right? And I just uh, and my my mother, I think, still believes that she's going to win the lottery and all of her problems are going to go away. Wow. Yeah. And I just choose not to participate. I, think I we don't. Play, we played it once in our married life. Where the where it was literally like five hundred million or something. Yeah. No, I'd rather like buy a ticket when it's a million because I have a better chance of winning. That's true. Less <laughs> like people are playing. Smart. So for a million dollars, I would buy a lottery ticket. <laughs> <laughs> for a million dollars, I'd buy a million lottery tickets. So they're mostly two dollars now. So that's five hundred thousand lottery tickets. I'd save that million, wait till the wait. lottery was like at four hundred and eighty million or something, and then buy five hundred thousand dollar tickets and take my odds. And still lose. And still lose, and then you're out half a million. And then you're right. I'm a just full saying million. though, a full two million. dollars a piece. They're, they're two bucks a piece. Oh, but chances wow. are that I win are really strong though. But then you win and you broke even. Like I'm not getting the math here. No, no, no. The when the lottery is worth four hundred and fifty million, when your winnings are four hundred fifty, I thought, I thought you said when it's a million and then you win. No, no, no. That no, that wouldn't make sense. That's no good. <laughs> All right. That's no good. All right. So what I wouldn't do for a million dollars, I wouldn't. Well, see, this is where the indecent proposal comes in. Like my first thought was genuinely. I know we're talking about Judas, but in my head, I was like, I wouldn't betray my husband. I wouldn't betray somebody I love. Right. I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't. Um, 
How about for 10 million? What's your number? How about for 10 million? It wouldn't hurt somebody, right? Wow. There's, how, about, there's, how, about, how about 50 million? I mean, no honestly, that, if, if that was a real thing, I would check with my spouse. And if, 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 if there was but a that's not betrayal. If like there was a legitimate go ahead, you're right. Maybe it's not a, it's, then it's an agreement. It's a pact. Right. Yeah. Right. Like right. I'm talking about, you know, like going behind your back and, you know. But then you that. turn around, it's like, surprise, honey, look what I got us. <laughs> <laughs> you, good luck with that. <laughs> you're well, on your I, own. I mean, I know that it's easy to hear betrayal and go like sexual <laughs> adultery kind of thing, but like, I'm right. just, it, it doesn't have to be that, right? It can just be selling them out somehow or, yeah. you know throwing yeah. them under the bus or, and, yep. and we, you know, I think there's going to be some people that are like, you do that all the time. And I'm like, sure, but I don't do it consciously, you know, like well, you do cheer right. for the Ravens. I, I know. Oh dear. I would choose, I would, I oh. would root for the Steelers for a million dollars. Wow. Ah, there we would go. You, but would you root for the Patriots? You know what? That's... I would root for the Patriots for a million dollars. I totally would. <laughs> I, knew I totally I knew would. You'd come around. You know why? Because it doesn't actually cost me anything. I know. Like, it's, oh. it's just a, pride and dignity. Exactly. And your, and I your can, Tom Brady hatred. I can sell my hatred of Tom Brady for a million dollars. Absolutely. Right. We found we found that we found the magic formula there. I bet you Tom might have a million to spare. I think we could arrange this. I know, right? <laughs> See, but you know, in my mind, what I have to do is like, okay, I love Brian, and Brian loves them. And so really I'm cheering for you and that's how I rationalize it in my transitive head. Transitive properties. It is. It's a transitive property thing. I'm not actually rooting for them. I'm rooting for you Love and it. something you care about. Yeah. Very Whatever helps you sleep at night. Yeah. That's um, how my morals work. <laughs> but, but, you know, we talk, we, we, we talk about the betrayal and, and, you know, we're, we're talking about, uh, you know, getting to, to Judas and all that, but let's face it. When we betray, if we are betraying for money, it never really is about the money. Like, because yeah. to your point, Shannon, if 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 we're clear we're not going to betray or hurt or injure, there's no amount of money that's going to get us to do that. I think right. the money is just the, the 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 money allows we feel like it gives us permission to let that piece of us that's already there wow. uh, live itself out. That's why you know a lot of a lot of people who win a lottery end up with with nothing in short order because it's 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 just them on a larger scale. Right. So, so who right. who are you? You know, kind kind of deal, and and I think I think that's that was kind of the issue with 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 Judas. You know, whether you want to argue he he was he was this greedy money focused person, or he was somebody who was doing his best to try and 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 push push and instigate Jesus into stepping up into his greatness. Whatever whatever theory you want to use behind it, there there was. I believe that that potential and 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 character propensity within him that was always there was probably always going to do it in some way, shape, or form. The the thirty pieces of silver was was just giving him permission, but it was always there to begin with. I, yeah, I, I like that angle. Go ahead, Shane. I mean, I, that's yes. I mean, there's certainly. I think there's that in the story. Um, I I think he was exploited in a moment of weakness. Um, and I'm not give, I'm not letting Judas off the hook, but like, I I absolutely believe that, you know, he went to someone who went to somebody, right? And he complained. He just was like, "This is, 
I, I remember the day that I found out Judas was the treasury, like he was the treasurer of the money. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I was like, sure. oh my God, that changes everything. Right. <laughs> like, well, because when you, you know, I, like I think about in my mid twenties when I got married and I was starting to like do my own household bills and worrying about really everything that was coming in and out. And, you know, in a way that I just hadn't had to worry before. Right. Before right. that, some, Better or worse, I lived a privileged life and there was somebody to bail me out if I got in trouble or something was coming, you know, to bail me out of that. And I, it becomes financial stress is, is there is not stress like financial stress. Yeah. It's the the number one. Right. It's, 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 we all know it's, it's the number one thing that, that destroys relationships, that that stress on relationships and marriages. Absolutely. And so, you know, given that context, I, I think that Judas was complaining. I think he was, I don't think betrayal was necessarily in his head until somebody said, I can make all your money problems go away and look and, at how much good you can do with it. And so you can imagine the next meeting of the partners of the Jesus Project and <laughs> Judas could say, the good news is everybody, we're, we're ahead uh, this quarter. Bad news right. is no, no more Jesus. Exactly. Yeah. And and to your point, Shannon, he must have been under pressure because clearly Jesus didn't care about the money. Jesus right. was like, yeah, you know, birds of the air, lilies of the field, let's just go do our thing, you know, for, be- which, for better or for worse. So right, should we which, talk about that? Like, Yeah, let's talk about that. You know, so Jesus says, you know, the birds of the air um, are are fed and the flowers are clothed. Even Solomon wasn't clothed as beautifully as flowers, which is a nice poetic turn of phrase. But if I walk out naked... You know, I'm not going to be dressed better than Solomon. Frank. Or walk around in fig leaves, you know. Or, or in, yeah, flowers and fig leaves, you know. Right. Well, so the, one, that Matthew 6 passage is a very privileged point of view. Wow. And, and I'm not even saying, I mean, maybe I am calling Jesus in a privileged point of view, right? But like, don't worry. I, I love do not worry about tomorrow for today as enough worry of its own. But to tell someone who's hungry not to worry about what they eat, to tell someone who's, you know, naked not to worry. But I don't know that that's what he's doing in Matthew 6, right? I think he's speaking to people that do have. Do you though? See, I think of Jesus himself as poor and I think of his audience largely as poor. And we're coming right off of the Beatitudes here, right? So This is Sermon on the Mount, Beatitudes, and then don't worry about anything. I think Jesus was the kind of poor where he didn't realize he was poor because people kept giving him stuff. You know, <laughs> hey, no, seriously, come to my house. For, he, he was a celebrity, you know, sometimes a notorious one, but he was a celebrity. And people were like always, you know, come eat with us, come do this with us, right. you know. Um, so, so maybe he didn't really quite grasp what the abject poverty was you know we're all reading into this what we want yeah but. we don't know for sure it, it is a question <laughs> i'm sure there's somebody's been a lot of time on this <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm sure i'm sure they have um but i think when he when he's talking about worry here i i say this a lot um in unity we have this concept of 12 divine um attributes we call them our 12 powers and they're kind of based on the disciples but but one of them is imagination. And I always say worry is a misuse of our power of imagination. Mm-hmm. We, are, we, are, we are thinking the worst case scenario. We are really not seeing the highest and best possibilities. And it's, if we are worrying, that means we're also stepping away from faith. 
um, of, of things working out or that we're going to be provided for. So I think that's when he says not to worry, I think it's really more about um, have faith, more, more about a faith thing. And faith doesn't mean you don't have works. Faith without works is dead. So, so don't, don't fixate and worry about money. Don't make money the, the, the end goal. Don't make money the, the means to the end. But you still got to go out and do your stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sounds like you, there's a fine line between saying have faith and don't worry can, can lead some people to say, oh, then I don't need to think about it. I don't need to plan. I don't need to do anything right. to ensure that I'll have some of these things because, you know, if I seek first God's kingdom, all these things are going to be taken care of. And so, I, you know, it's, it's tough. Like it can be abused, this text. So it can be. And, and a lot of this is, if you guys remember a few years back, the secret came out for years. Mm-hmm. There's been the law of attraction. This is a big thing. Um, I, don't, I don't know if it shows up a lot in, in you guys' denominations, but in you thought unity, uh, those, these kinds of circles, it's, it's huge. It's all right. about manifesting. It's also bringing things in, in, into the visible realm. And, and what I like to say about this is um, if you really get to the bottom of it, true abundance, living in that consciousness of abundance really has nothing to do with things because what we do is we keep striving to have more money to get more things thinking these things will bring us joy and security and safety. Right. Well, you can get joy, security and safety simply through the power of your thoughts and believe in it. You, it starts from within you. you there's nothing outside of you that's going to give you that. You can get, you can end up with hundreds of millions of dollars in your bank account and still don't feel secure. You still feel yeah. like you're going to run out of money the next day. You know, I've met people who are millionaires who are living in a constant state of fear, running out of money. Sure. You know, I am a thousand there and I don't have that fear. <laughs> I, I, I think I agree with you to a certain extent, but I, I, I also feel like sort of like what Shannon said about Jesus comments here that it, to say you don't need anything to to feel abundance that feels like a privilege statement i mean because if you're if you're homeless and and jobless and moneyless like there's a certain level at which that doesn't work so that's but but i think maybe for a second if we can go back to the realm of god where there's this creation in which everything we need is in this world, right? right. And everything yeah. we, we could possibly need to feed one another, care for one another, be with one another is, is at our disposal. Right. Versus the systems that we have set up government systems, institutions, you economic know, models, economic models, right? versus that system. So I mean where I where I see Jesus in this is if we could go back to this creation and understanding that we have everything that we need mm. then we can let go of those economic systems. And we're not able to do that as a society. Like we're 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 beholden to those. We don't see a way out of that. We don't see a you know a quality of wealth and Jesus doesn't, you know, understand God, like the concept of land ownership is not God's, you know, model of the world. Mm. Um, 
And so that, I think, I think that's where the apples and oranges comes in for this text. Yeah. But I don't see, I mean, I'm not a great economic or social culture mind, but I don't see a way out of that at this point. And well, and Jesus isn't talking in a world of IRAs and 401ks and... Right. We only made it worse. (laughs) We only made it way worse. You might be right. This this is true. And I, and I would also argue, however, that the, that what he's also saying is when we do focus on what is really important and what true abundance is as in relationships and connections and love, then we're not going to be homeless because it will always be someone who will say, come stay with me. Right. You know, um, our friend Hugh Hollowell, this was, this was, this was his mantra for, for years and years, but the opposite, you know, the, the, the antithesis of homelessness is, is community and relationships. Nice. Um, so, so, so true abundance, you know, you're not going to be homeless. You're not going to be naked. You're not going to be right. hungry because that connection with people, there will always be someone who will take care of you and then vice versa, you will always be there to take care of others. Yeah. And to quote Hugh again, you know, if I have $20, then you do too. Exactly. And, and it's that model that not just Jesus is living into, but like, like we both participate in this economic system that America puts before us. And I both, you know, belong to the shared system. And, and it's, it's hard sometimes, but it's, you know, if you need a place to stay, my house is open, right? If you need clothing, come to my closet. If you, whatever it need, but you're absolutely right. It's it at this point, And I think it's, that's just the good part of it and the bad part of it, but it is contingent on who you know in relationship. And right. that's part of the downfall and part of the benefit, you know? Yeah. And that's where you should put your energy into, into, to creating those relationships and, and maintaining them. And right. yeah, it's, it's so easier for some people. Relationship with people, not only that you need help from, but mm-hmm. also you can help and, and not in some hierarchical way, right. right. But in mutual relationship. Right. I don't and even, want, don't even cultivate them with that in mind. Just cultivate them. Just cultivate them. Should exactly. you find yourself in that place or they do, you'll be there for each other. Because there have been, I mean, I'm at a point in my life where there was once a time in my life, say 10 years ago, where I was the one helping, you know, and for many, many, many circumstances, I have had to learn to ask for help and I have needed help and people have shown up. And that is an extremely humbling position, but it is also a wonderful position to be in. Yeah. And, And it's hard to admit that, right? Like... And and not just in some stubborn, I don't ever want help from anybody way, but it's especially financial. Like it is really hard to go to somebody and say, I need help. You know, it is hard. It is hard. And so, you know, I, I think for a long time, I kind of feel like I was like, yeah, I want to do what Jesus said and not worry about this stuff. And I haven't been very thoughtful about money and thinking about down the road, but now it's like, I'm in my mid forties and I don't own a house and I have don't have much in retirement, if anything. And I've got kids getting ready for college. And it's like, how smart was that? You know, now I'm feeling like <laughs> I haven't been wise or, you know, working within the system we have in a, in a thoughtful planning way. And I kind of regret that. I'm like, if I could talk to 30 year old me, I would do things a little differently. 
because I could have, but I didn't. And so I but, feel but like here's, here's I don't what know, like well. I wrestle with it. Here's what you did well, though. You uh, you got yourself a bunch of kids. They gonna take care of you. They gonna pull together <laughs> later on. And take care of you. I got somebody's one gonna do something to make money. Yeah, I got I got one kid. Okay, there you go. I got one kid. No pressure, you know, kids. But she wants to be a dancer. So and she wants to be a dancer. And she's already said. She's already said. Listen, we're that place where the tables are turning. You got to be nicer to me because you're gonna have to depend on me later. So she's already realizing the power she's gonna have later. Awesome. Yeah. She's already beginning to squeeze that a little bit. Well, so just for a second, I, you know, we we kind of touched on that like mutual relationship with help and helping, needing help and helping. But like, what if Jesus and Judas had had that kind of relationship? Right? There, there clearly was a a disconnect in their relationship, and right. I do think something snapped in Judas when, so uh monday thursday story or what maybe it just was i guess i'm not doing lectionary so brian you were saying it was just lectionary this last week of the anointing yep yep so you want to explain the text real quick yeah so this was uh this story shows up in uh at least three of the four gospels this past sunday the lectionary was the account in john 12 in which jesus is in the home of lazarus and mary and martha and it's mary who anoints jesus feet with this very expensive perfume and Judas is like hey wait a minute we could have sold that and we could have used that money and given it to the poor and then Jesus says hey man leave her alone you'll always have the poor with you you won't always have me right and just uh, I'll just just because this is a stickler of mine she's only Mary in John's version in the other oh version. yeah she's unnamed in, in the other she's version unnamed. but still nonetheless um so I think that's a snapping point or like a turning point for Judas. But I think back that like we, now there's a lot of scripture text that kind of makes Jesus go, I don't really have an inner circle, but he totally does, right? Yep. Peter and James and John are in his, his inner circle. We all know it. Everybody knows he's got favorites and blah, blah, we blah. All we all know it. It's very obvious <laughs> who your favorites are. Um, but anyway, so... I think that Judas has been sitting at council meetings going, pay attention to me, listen to me. You know, we got to talk about this. He's reading the balance sheet. Yeah. And like, um, Jesus is kind of going, don't worry about it. Right. And I mean, I, I really can see that playing out given scripture and everything else like this. We have way more important things to talk about than money. You know, yeah, Jesus yeah. is like, Judas, why are you being a buzzkill man? Exactly. And then this story happens, and Judas is like, that's it, I'm done, right? Right. Yeah. Versus if there had been some more mutual relationship, if there had been some more where, like, Judas could have gone to him later that night and been like, that wasn't fair. Like, you know, you've charged me with this task. I'm this leader of this group. We should, We need to talk about this. And so, and that's when I talk about that somebody exploited his temper. I mean, Judas was supposedly a redhead in scripture. So, you know, well, and, and, it, and the, the narrator in the gospel of John, are redheads, you know, the narrator in the gospel of John says that Judas said this because he um, was the treasurer and he used to dip into it. Right. Cause clearly he had to be embezzling to question Jesus. There, there you go. If you're familiar with the Enneagram, I think Jesus was like an eight with a seven wing. So a person who was, who was, a, you know, focused on, on justice, but seven was 
that playful one to enjoy life side and and Judas was like a six and the six is sort of the people who pay attention to the to the to the rules and structure and things like that and um and here's the thing about sixes people often say to them they're the buzzkills they're the they're the they're the board members who after you've come up with this great idea of what to do, they remind you about the bylaws that tell you you can't do it. And we're like, yeah. oh man, why you got to take our joy? But no, they're the people who kind of stop you from getting yourself in trouble in the first place. So they have, they have a role, they have a purpose. And, and, you know, we don't hear, or we don't hear about the expenses that right. may have been incurred in Jesus's ministry. I mean, you know, we know it was more than 12 that fall. I mean, no things were, were done. Clearly, there was some expenses because they had a, a purse of money that they needed to do things with, right? You know, and and yes, here's Jesus again saying, "We're gonna do our thing. I'm gonna do my thing. Don't worry about it. Basically, God will take care of it." And Judas is saying, "Well, I hear that, but fish ain't free. So, like, we gotta we gotta temper that." And 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 yes, for me, it's the middle ground. For me, it's the middle ground. There's that. There's that saying in, um, in Islam, trust Allah, but tie your camel. So this idea right. of like, you know, yes, have faith. Yes, live in an abundance, conscious, yes. Yes, foster and cultivate relationships and knowing that this is how God shows up and you'll be taken care of. And at the same time, there ain't nothing wrong with saving for retirement. There's nothing wrong with putting some money in your savings account. If nothing else, for those very opportunities when you can help someone else come along as well you know where's the middle ground so we talked about this once in our in an eth- a christian ethics class in seminary about and we and the example was life insurance right and when you talk about life insurance in christian ethics you're like on one hand you say i trust completely in god <laughs> God will take care of me. God will take care of my family. Whatever God ordains will be right. And on the other hand, we go out and buy life insurance. And yep. and we and and having that debate, and and we don't need to have that debate. But ultimately, what it kind of came out to was, you work in both systems, right? This is yes. this is the belief. I I do trust in God. I do trust, and I'm also not going to be ignorant about the economic system and reality of the world. And so I'm going to buy life insurance for my family. Oh, Oh, Brian. (laughs) Um, So I think, I think. Okay. Therapy session timeout. Brian, you really need to have life insurance. Therapy and a financial advisor. Clearly. There's a, there's a big (laughs) list of things I'm doing wrong. Or need to do so. That. Listen, I will say this. So, so two things. Um, Jesus addressed this when he said, "Give to Caesar what is Caesar, and God's what is God's." In, right. in relation to taxes, we can extrapolate that. And as the person here whose spouse died, I am sure glad we had life insurance. Right. <laughs> let Let me just tell you that, okay? Because of life insurance, you know, my child is partially funded through college. Right. Um, you know, we were able to we were able to do things and when we speak about the community of supporters and friends, there, 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 was, there was a little bit of a hiccup and a time span between her death and when that insurance check was rolling in. Mm-hmm. And there, there was not enough money to pay the bills. Right. There literally wasn't. And to Shannon's point about being, it being hard to ask for help, um, there, there, uh, there was a mutual friend of ours who was actually very close to Jennifer and, you know, 
after she passed away, he said, you know, we, you know, we're talking about, it. he's like, anything you need, just let me know. And, you know, people say that. Right. And me being, being in my like sleep deprived, like over emotional grief space, I was like, well, if you got 10 grand, I'd type you over to the life insurance check coming. Sure. Like, I just said it. Right. as kind of like almost jokingly and he was like the check is in the mail and i was like and then i tried to backpedal i was like yeah, no wait i was i was just saying a thing and he was like he was like no he's like what you guys have done for me over the years especially jennifer and i have this i can do this for you hmm. and the check was in the mail and boom so so again back to that place of i i didn't go without yeah. because of the relationships there and then the life insurance came and i was able to pay him back get some life insurance brian it's not that expensive <laughs> seriously like 20 something bucks a month <laughs> but i but i i mean that that's the side right is that um it's not always parents like that you have that relationship with or you have that ability to ask right right um, and, and yes, I still, it's still privileged to be in a circle that you have somebody around that, sure. but statistically, we're also talking about, you know, um, traditionally low income communities, low income churches, things like that. They're the first people to step up. Like yeah. statistically, that's the reality. This mm -hmm. isn't just a rich people kind of thing. I mean, obviously people that have more money and make more money have more to give, right. you know, but their percentage of giving is from what they have to what they give is significantly less for sure than people on the lower income scale of what they give to what they have. Yep. Um, Moral of the story is befriend everyone, the poor and the right. do not discriminate. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. I, I mean, I just, I, I try not to make Judas such a bad guy, by the way, I did look up well, what agreed. three pieces of silver would be today. Yeah, how much? Ooh. Um, so the, this person, um, says that it would be the equivalent of four, and I have looked this up before, actually four months wages. So today in the U S, um, for a modern day income, they estimate that around 20 to $25,000 for the four pieces of silver for the 30 pieces of silver, 30 pieces of silver. Yeah. Yeah. He got gypped. Yeah. I was going to say, was that a good deal or no? Yeah. For somebody's no, so $25,000 worth someone's life. Like, well, he thought they were playing $25,000 pyramid. <laughs> well, and, and again, those, like things we shouldn't joke about. Like, sorry. Yeah. yeah. And again, and again, I think on some level, you know, I, I'm kind of a proponent. And again, this might be cutting Jews some slack, but I'm of the, I I'm, I'm in that camp that says he didn't think Jesus was actually going to get himself crucified. He was going to find a way out of it, right? Like yeah. he was, yeah. he had slick talked himself out of every, yeah. no court's going to actually condemn this, this guy. He didn't actually do anything wrong. Right. Or, like, or, or even, or even so, we lighten the fire energy. Jesus is asked to get him going. Yeah. And all right. of a sudden, hey. Jesus is going to really show up and right. boom. Hey, listen know, to me. So. I really do have something to say. And I have some, like, you know, it was a measuring yeah. contest. Yeah, I've, I've, I mean, I've, don't, I've, don't get in that contest yeah. with God. <laughs> exactly. When you are exactly. truly the son in made in the image of God, do not get in that kind of contest. Well, but, I mean, but, I've I've yeah. heard it as as Ogan just said that he he was getting a little impatient with Jesus and and hey, you know, uh, when is this whole kingdom thing going to arrive? When are we going to take it to Rome? And right. you need a little encouragement. You just need to put your feet to the fire. 
And, you know, and then Jesus says this line of, you know, if I wanted, I could call down, you know, a legion of angels and kind of take care of things. And Judas is like, well, why don't you? Right. Like, so go ahead. I set you up. Yeah. 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 Judas was helping, air quotes. <laughs> he was Help me help you. Not, not help. Exactly. Let me help you. Help me help you help everyone else. Exactly. <laughs> the way I want to do it. It was very altruistic if, if, we're, if we take it all the way down. Well, I, but I, going I, I, back I, I, to <laughs> Mary and the story of John or, you know, the unknown woman and the other yep. gospel, like going back to her or not even like her for a minute, but like Jesus in that scenario for a minute, right? Is that... um it's not actually that I don't think Jesus didn't care about the money or wasn't worried about the money. I think, I think this is where we talk about Jesus self care in terms of napping and going off to pray by himself a lot, <laughs> but like, mm-hmm. you know, Jesus is getting a pedicure here. Like he needs, a right. minute. I mean, he needs a minute to like relax and decompress and it's been a long road and man. Or, I, or, or this is Jesus feeling his male ego, and maybe and, um, and, and it's like, oh, hello, let me get a little pampering from this nice lady right here, you know, kind of deal. We and Judas is feeling like, well, who's taking care of my feet? Why, why does he get all the attention? Jesus is like, you know, Back off, Judas. Yeah, I, I got this. I He's, will not um, entertain that theory. <laughs> Did, when we asked when the Me Too movement really started, that right there. No. That's when it was. No. You're wrong. Right is, wrong. Right is dying to... over there. <laughs> I mean, first off, Me Too started way before that, you know. I will. I will. David? Yeah, yeah, really. In that's the truth. In, in, in that the truth. But still, nonetheless. I, I no. just... I think that there's something beautiful. We talk about this exchange of, so um, when it's not Mary, right, in the story, it's an unknown woman who we assume is a follower. We can also assume that, um, like, given that she has this expensive bottle of perfume, it was probably given to her. So she might be, she might be one of the um, patrons of Jesus, right? all these these older women that were patrons of him. She might also be a lady of the night. And this was given to her as a gift or of of payment. And that, you know, she's using this for him. Like, I'm not going to use this. I'm going to, I'm going to help. Like, I'm going to give this to you as a gift. Or maybe she just liked nice things and saved up for it. Or maybe, right. Whatever. I I think, I, I think part of the anger is that Judas is completely missing the point of what is happening. She is giving Jesus a gift, right? right? And Jesus is receiving the gift with grace. Instead of turning away the gift and or saying, thank you, I'm going to now take your precious gift and sell it, you know, right? He's, he's genuinely receiving the gift, whether or not he believes that it's a good gift or whether or not he believes that, you know, he deserves it or whatever else. And I think that that's an important kind of self-care moment you know of of receiving a gift when it is needed you know and 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 it's and i think on jesus part it's it's honoring the relationship you know it's 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 honoring like for me that story is no different than the boy with the five loaves and two fishes this is what i have this is what i have to offer 
I want to give it to you to honor who you are. Mm-hmm. Now, so, here's, here's, here's yeah. another piece also I was going to say, perhaps, you know, because it seems like that whole, you know, sell the perfume and feed the poor kind of came out of the blue for Judas. But maybe it was a situation where as Jesus, you know, they're traveling from town to town and seeing all these people and, and basically, you know, the, 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 the outcast, the poor, everyone's coming to hear Jesus speak. And Judas knows that there's this immense gift Jesus has, this immense power. Why aren't we feeding the poor? Why aren't we meeting the needs of, of these people? Like, you know, the throngs are showing up everywhere. We're not doing, I mean, there's the isolated healing here. We kind of fed 5,000 that one time. Oh, why aren't not, we doing, why aren't we doing this? Right. Why aren't we doing this every time? I could, I could understand maybe Judas is asking these questions. Back to your point, Shannon. It's that's not the point, you know. Right. We don't. We not We not giving them fish. We teaching them how to fish. Right. It's, well, I think, so philosophy. Here's, here's how I took it uh, yesterday, and that was Jesus's quote of the poor you always have with you is a reference back to Deuteronomy 15, and in that chapter, that chapter is all about uh, the cancellation of debts every seven years, and in that same chapter where it says the poor will always be in the land, that's later, but at the beginning, it's talking about you shall cancel debts every seven years. And it says, there need be no poor among you if you live by this practice of structuring society in a way that you cancel debts and so on. And so Judas is offering potential charity to the poor, which is like kind of a one-time gift right? But within a larger economic reality of a model where the wealthy get wealthier and the poor will give a handout once in a while. And Jesus is referring to a whole societal structure that will uh, eliminate the need for charity so, because the poor won't be poor. And so maybe Jesus is saying, hey, she's acknowledging me, someone who's about a totally different way of doing economy and life and anointing me as a different kind of ruler than Caesar and Herod and so on. And if, if people live by the way I'm teaching, we wouldn't have to give charity. So that was, that was the way I took it. Maybe it's, you know, maybe I'm stretching no, it, but. I absolutely. And I think that goes to that whole conversation, you know, all that we've been having, right? If we get out of the worldly structure that we have set up, then of course, like we all have enough and we don't need to worry. What we need to do is make sure that everybody has enough, like that's our worry and, right. and, and to spread and, and the, the Jubilee year, you know, the, repayment of, of land and debt and everything else will take place during those times. Um, that, you know, when you need a little help, so you sell your land, your family's land, you, you know that it's not forever. You know yeah. that you need a little help to get out of this situation. And then someday, you know, it will be restored to you, whether it's seven years or 50 years or whatever else. Yeah. I think the land return was like every 50, but the yeah. cancellation of debts at some level was, Every it was every seven, seven. right? Huge a, difference. And so, when, so I said to my congregation, uh, you know, can you imagine having that car loan, college loans, mortgage right. every seven years, kind of taken care of? And I, I got an amen. So, well, not only an amen, but like, I, I mean, I think Everybody's people, like, yes, please. Well, and I think people look at that and like, well, you're just. Uh, so here's the argument, right? You're just encouraging people to spend more because who really pays, right? Ah. And no, like, you're, okay. being a, you're being a socialist. <laughs> right. Oh, that's, oh, absolutely. That's the charge. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
Well, that's where socialism came from. <laughs> like that idea is where it, you know. Don't let the don't let the right wingers know socialism came Which, from the by Bible. By the way, that, that, was, that would melt their brains. It's Deuteronomy. It's not even like it's way before Jesus. Yes. Anyway, I mean to say Jesus was a socialist is like the like yes, of course, because it's biblical, you know. But whatever. Oh my god, we gonna start really getting the letters now. The emails. I I come on. If you <laughs> haven't heard this argument, then all right. So well, in the time. In the time we have left, uh, Judas betrayed Jesus. You know, some see this as the most egregious act a human being has ever committed. Here was God in human flesh, and Judas sold him out for money to be crucified. And so the prevailing thought or assumption is that Judas is in hell. Do you agree with that? Uh, and if not, um, do you? think a Judas-like betrayal is forgivable by God so, or the person betrayed. Here's what I never understood as a kid growing up in Southern Baptist Church. If God required Jesus yes. to die, yes. right? Yeah. Which I don't necessarily believe. I think humanity required Jesus to die, not God. But nonetheless, right. in Southern Baptist tradition, if God required Jesus to die, then why isn't Judas a hero here? Boom. Like that's like, as a little kid, I was like, wait, then he's a good guy in the story. Yeah. He's, he's enabling forgiveness. Exactly. Like he, this was mandatory on God's part. This was always part of the plan. Right. How dare you, how, how dare you bring logic into this? What? Why are we demonizing Judas if that's what was required? Hello. So then my logical conclusion was, well, one, because we're stupid, and two, because God didn't actually require it, like, yeah. which is still a point of contention theologically. Yes, it is. For sure. That is not part of my personal atonement theology, but it is still very much part of my church's atonement theology. So he's not in hell. I don't believe in hell, so... Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm with that, too. There, you know, there's, there, there, there's no hell. There's, there's no afterlife hell, or heaven for that matter. Um, whoa. And By the way, I, Judas, whoa. like Hitler and Judas have become synonymous in our world today, right? Like, yeah, what Judas much. did is equal to what Hitler did. And I'm like, in what world were those two things equal? <laughs> Because right. like, I, I mean, honestly, like Judas, yes, Judas betrayed him for silver, but all yeah. the people that were complaining. But that was one Jew, not yeah. six million. It's not six million, exactly. So no, I Judas betrayed himself. <laughs> is is yeah. he 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 betrayed the integrity of himself? Um, and Judas's hell experience was all the anguish that he was in leading up to that point of the betrayal and the point after all the discontent and anger and whatever it is he was feeling while he's traveling with Jesus and the disciples that moment when he's saying, you know, stop that woman from wasting the perfume and all like the, whatever angst he was in, that's his hell. That was his hell experience. And, and that continued to the point he hung himself like that live in hell. So, so, so in my theology, hell, hell is that state of being where you have lost touch of your God self. And, and, you know, when he dies, he returns to God the way that we all do. Exactly. Exactly. So he felt remorse. Uh, would Judas have felt less remorse if he had gotten a better deal? 
No, I don't think it had anything because he remember like he just like gets rid of the money. He's like, I can't. This is yeah. Was about was about the money. So, oh, this is what I was gonna say. So, um, we had communion yesterday. When you like, so when I do communion, um, the words of institution begin with on the night he was betrayed. Yeah. And I actually say on the night he was arrested. Um, Mm. and I. And it's it's the same night, right? But I just changed, like, on the night he was arrested. I, so, of, yeah. So I say on the night he shared his last meal with his friends. Yeah. Although he had a meal after he resurrected, so maybe that's not accurate. <laughs> right? Well, it, it was on a night that he shared a meal with his friends. I, I say on the night he shared his last meal with his friends is how I say uh, it. Well, 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 then he went and ate broiled fish. So. I know. And the road to Emmaus where he broke the bread. Yeah. yeah. Dang it. (laughs) Well, you you should say the last night before the crucifixion. Because they call it the last supper. So the idea is the last meal. But yeah, I but anyway, I don't I don't say the night he was betrayed. I just I've I don't feel like it's not that I don't necessarily agree that he was betrayed. I just don't know that that's the really the importance. Like on the night he was arrested. You know, I do like well, that. I, mean, I like that shift. I like highlighting. He, he he was betrayed. Let's not make let's not split hairs here. I mean, that's yeah. That's, but I I do think it overemphasizes Judas in the role, and that's why we do what we do in reeducating people. <laughs> like, yes, he right. was betrayed, and and I I think sometimes in the in the avoidance of a thing, we draw more attention to it. Yeah. So for some people, it might be, well, usually it's betrayed. Why isn't she betrayed? Does she believe he was betrayed? What's, you know, is she a Judas sympathizer? Like, you know, we can go down that road. Or you had it all, um, which I'm sure you do, and just right. say, you know, here, here's, let's, let's not, let's not well, overemphasize the betrayal piece or even make it a bad thing. I, well, so Judas betrayed him. Peter denies him. Our, are really is one of those worse than the other yeah, thomas doubt, thomas doubts him thomas later. doubts him um you know uh, the other disciples run away they just yeah. they run away like, exactly. and he was they leave him alone somebody pulls out a sword and cuts off an ear and yeah. jesus yeah. is like what the hell it's are a you mess doing? all over yeah i mean mm-hmm. nobody responds well to this any of this right and and i come down to okay even if there was betrayal like Judas isn't the reason he died. They were going to find a way to kill him, even without Judas. Yeah, he and, wasn't and, doing him. He wasn't doing himself any favors. Also, like he he was he was clear that's the path he was going to be on. Right. I mean, he came into Jerusalem like, "Come and get me." You know? Exactly. He <laughs> wasn't subtle. <laughs> here I am. You're having a party over there for your Caesar. I'm going to throw a party over here and mock you. Like, exactly. He wasn't and say exactly. all the things, and say and do all the things I know that will piss you off. <laughs> exactly, like, come on, you know. What does he? What does he think was going to happen? Yeah. Well, that's why he got a pedicure, you know. Come uh, on. There you go. There you go. Good so, exactly. <laughs> so, which name? Which name are you more likely to use as an expletive? Jesus or Judas? Jesus. Yeah. I never use Judas's name. Never, you never say Judas. No. You've heard it though, right? No. <laughs> You've never heard or used someone just say Judas. What are you doing? No. no. Really? I've heard people a- like 
jokingly be like you judas but no like, I'm not, no i'm not talking about that no. i'm saying just the name as like an no. act, like judas no. judas is scary it or, or or one that would this is one my sister used to use was judas mod what does that what, even mean i don't know but it was it was a thing that was said maybe it's just a weird no, thing my sister no. did I, and I, I, and I, I think i think your family needs therapy <laughs> Fam, family therapy bring it full circle all y'all need to go so we i think we should do a poll does no one say judas or put judas it put it out there put it out there on social media we yeah. want to hear from you i mean you there's there's jesus judas. there's jesus christ jesus h christ i mean there's all yeah. the iterations i've never heard anyone say judas really no oh, never Never. You, you keep I, like listen. We, you keep you keep asking. It's not going to change your answer. Listen, we weren't allowed <laughs> to use Jesus' name in any way but holy and reverently, so we resorted to Judas. Uh, and I don't understand but, that. I'm sorry, but if like if like just replacing like holy cow is still an expletive. Like just like it doesn't matter. Whatever. So you want to hear something? You want to hear something totally weird? Kind of. Kind of off track but not really so i have i have like google home devices you know that like like the google version of alexa and um one of the things that it started doing recently is for some responses it will use john legend's voice what um I'm, i'm serious and the other day i i was curious about what would happen if i swore my google home so i said you know i said hey google f you and i said it out loud and then John Legend's voice came back at me and said, "Oh, I'm sorry, I've disappointed you. I'll try better next time." And I was, and I was like, I was like, I Your was heart lit- hurt. I, it was, it was like, oh my god, I just upset John Legend, and I was freaking out. Sarah is laughing her ass off at me. It was, it was a whole weird thing. And then we said, "Hey Google, we're sorry." And John Legend's voice came back and was kind of like a little disappointed. It's okay. It's so weird. Technology is so weird. I tell but, you, yes. They're yeah. taking, every, every time I talk upstairs where the Alexa is and it's like uh-huh. the yellow circles going, I'm like, who is listening to my conversation? Because every exactly. word I'm saying is being recorded. Exactly. And then I realize I'm not actually important. So it yeah, it kind of really doesn't. But, um, but that's but yeah, what Brian. they thought about Judas until he was important. Boom. He was like, watch this, guys. Exactly. Man, exactly. Maybe just did it for attention. I mean, maybe maybe it's as exactly. simple as that. I think it's that simple. <laughs> I think I think Jesus or Judas was an unhealthy Enneagram two, and he was like, "You're not giving me the uh, attention I deserve." So if Judas had only had some therapy, if he'd only had some therapy, and would like Jesus him less was the than one pieces of silver, it would have cost him way less. It, it and you know least. what? Listen, Jesus had to give his life for it. He could have paid for it and gotten off that. Exactly. Boom. Get some therapy, Brian. We don't want you to be Judas. Don't <sighs> be like Judas. First. Don't be like Judas. <laughs> Get therapy. That's the word here. <laughs> I think that's the episode title. Don't be like Judas. Get therapy. Oh. Exclamation mark. Judas. Judas. <laughs> Judas. Oh my goodness! You're gonna use that later. I know it. So can you say like Judas? Damn it! Instead of God, damn it! Jesus, damn it! Yeah, like, does well, that work? That doesn't roll off your tongue though. It doesn't. <laughs> it it doesn't. doesn't. That's why you had to add the Judas mod. I really don't know where that came. I from. I don't know where the mod yeah, you, comes. You gotta, I don't know you gotta, either. You gotta ask about that. 
I really don't know. So oh, I need man. to say goodbye because this is my last show yes. until August or well, September, right? We'll come back in September. Right. So yeah. I will be gone until then. Um, Enjoy and, your sabbatical. So I, happy for you. You know what? I Seriously. will. And I appreciate that. I'm, I'm trying to get there. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. You are. Enjoy every um, moment. And you guys will have special guests in. And we don't know who they are yet because, you know, you guys are in charge, not me. So, you know. Well, we're not worrying about tomorrow. Damn. Pardon, pardon, pardon shots. Wow. Did you get that, Brian? I caught it. Yeah. I was just throwing a little Jesus back at her. Oh, you know, there you go. Wow. It's true. Which, by the way, is never real. Like, you know, it's funny because it's true. Yeah. So it's just a way for you to say something really mean. Oh, my God. Wow. You're not wrong, but you didn't have to say it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I hope, I hope listen, I, I think, you know, I mean, I really have learned the benefit of, I, I'm, I'm hoping to learn the benefit of slowing down. And this is four months focusing on joy and what brings my life joy and for sure rest and renewal. And, and yeah. if you're, you know, if you're on a cruise somewhere or wandering in Greece and you just need a little Ogan and Brian, just cue us up on your podcast. You know? <laughs> I will say I'm going to be leaving um, all of my social media for that time. Um, but I have set up a special Instagram account if you're Shannon fans, which there's nobody. So you can just delete this part later, Brian. It's fine. <laughs> um, I have set up a special Instagram account, which is sabbatical shenanigans. <laughs> which are both spelled correctly, um, that you can follow. I will be posting sabbatical photos. I will not be interacting. Um, I may or may not blog, but I'm, I'm not putting any pressure on myself. I just may also use that as an outlet. But if I do, I will post it to the Instagram account, you know, the, the blog post. Yeah. So how tempted were you to make it sabbatical shenanigans? Or maybe we talked about this. Well, I wanted to use, I wanted to spell the words correctly because I yeah. thought it would be easier for people to find. So for those of you that don't know, my blog is Pulpit Shenanigans. So this is Sabbatical Shenanigans. And but Shabbatical because it's Shannon's Sabbatical. Right. Again, harder. Let it go, Brian. This is not about you. This is not about you. <laughs> Let it go. Go to therapy. Uh, yes. <laughs> I got a lot of me problems to worry about, as we've all heard. But I will, I will, I will certainly Ooh. miss you. And I will also certainly like enjoy my time away. So yeah. I'm going to take advantage of both and not feel guilty. I'm really not, not in the least bit, Excellent. not in the least bit. Let go. Excellent. Let it go. Cause frozen two is coming out while we go on Disney. Let it go. There you yeah. go. <laughs> Pour yourself a cold one or several and yeah, I'm going to go see a fifth grade production of Peter Pan right now. So nice. winning. Nice. <laughs> Well, thank you, friends, for tuning in to Pub Theology Live. You can connect with us and spread the word on social media. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And yes, we spell Pub Theology correctly most of the time. And you can listen anytime on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, or iTunes. And we'd love you to rate us on iTunes. And if you want to watch, not only listen, but watch some of the show, you can do that on YouTube or IGTV. And if you'd like to find a conversation group like this in your town, visit pubtheology.com and check out the official directory. And if you don't see one in your neighborhood, you'll find some resources to start your own. 
And don't forget to show your support for our show by becoming a sponsor on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash ptlive to get started. So until next time, friends, drink responsibly and keep those conversations flowing. Bon voyage, Shannon! That was a really good conversations there at the end, Brian. I'm trying. Yeah. yeah he's working on it. We may spell conversations correctly. We do not say it correctly. <laughs> so you're going to have to listen to hear, like, when Ogan's gone, I miss words where he drops his Gs. And when Brian, oh, yeah, when you're gone, I miss hearing conversations. I'm so you're going to have to figure out what my weird voice thing is that you miss on. Mm. <laughs> So I, I say, you know, where my accent comes out is when I say, instead of saying for, I say fur. Like, uh, that's something I do. We, we do hear that, yes. But you, like, sometimes I do it, but mostly on, it would be mostly on two beer days because it, my accent comes out way more when I'm... And you don't throw in too many, like, y'alls or anything. I don't. I've, I've worked that out of my yeah. um, natural... But you're capable of pulling it out. Oh, yeah. And I actually, I've started to work it back in just because of its gender neutrality it's the best that's true the best gender neutral way to I say not thought about it that way you, but yeah you all you guys you you know like um you you all is the best way and then all y'all you know the plural there you go all right i got to run very good yeah, me well, too, Shannon, be well thank you i will see you in a few all months. right so wait brian are you gonna you find in guests for next week or shall i you want first dibs Let's let's okay. let's, let's, prove, go. let's prove Shannon wrong. Let's prove Shannon wrong and fix this now. <laughs> <laughs>